Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi. You're running with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. It is hump day, March 8th. Plenty to get to and dissect, including Memphis Grizzlies losing again. Out on the West Coast this time to the Lakers, or a version of the Lakers. Certainly a LeBron James-less version of the Lakers, but Anthony Davis, man, he was good last night. And the Grizzlies, uh, maybe predictably, lose again on the road, 112-103, finishing off that road trip at 1-3. and No, it was much more disastrous than the record would indicate when you've got the job of rent news, obviously Brandon Clark going down on this uh, road trip. So hopefully some home cooking for the Grizzlies this week will be just what the doctor ordered Lots to get to, including people still weighing in on the John Morant situation. You've still got the NBA investigating, so plenty to unfold with the Grizzlies. How about the Memphis women's basketball team? Survive in advance. Oh, I was getting triggered. I was, I'm in the women's game. They were down 12 at the half. The officiating is horrible. It's horrible. And maybe the reason we were even more locked in than we usually would be is because of the number one seed went down earlier in the day, South Florida. There is no doubt about Opening that. up a path for Memphis to earn the AAC's automatic berth. A torchbearer of the sorts. the NCAA tournament. Amidst chaos with the professional team, amidst a heartbreaker of a loss with the college team, the men at least, here comes the light. The red-hot Memphis women step right on through. The light. You're wondering, who is going to do this for us? It's the women. Semifinal tonight against ECU. It's always the women. For a chance to go to tomorrow's title game. And like we said, you win there. You are in the NCAA tournament for the first time since 1998. 25 years. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. Ravens, uh, non-exclusive tag on Lamar we'll have to get to. And then your Warriors, even with Steph scoring 40, lost again on the road last night. Well, we ain't going to talk about them before we talk about your team. Uh, and what they put on paper last night. So I already mentioned them. Yeah, well, I just we, want you aware of what happened whole, with the we're Warriors. We're going to do a whole open on them. Seven and twenty-five. We're going to do a whole open on them. You thought the Grizzlies were bad on the road? Oh, I know they're bad on the road. Warriors way worse. Yeah, I mean, you talking about you know the who's the tallest small person there? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm using the politically correct term there. I don't want to get canceled. Well, you put that well. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, we'll definitely. Uh, We'll definitely get into that. Can't here. wait to talk about Dylan Brooks today. Uh, yeah. Desmond Bain's game. Yeah. There's a lot to touch on. Uh, also, Shaq and Penny both had some words for John Morant yesterday. Not in conjunction, but it's kind of funny the way it worked Shaq out. Shaq and Penny. Shaq and Penny. Penny and Jack. Penny and Shaq. What was the name of that 30 for 30? This Magic Moment. moment. It's a great one, too. I don't know. That, that feels uplifting. Those are good <laughs> things to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we're going to be talking about them, talking yeah. about Ja, which will kind of well, take one, us back to the... I have one more uplifting note before we get into the last night. You ready? Uh, please. The Memphis Showboats are coming back. Hey! Hey! <laughs> and as a result of that, 
Todd Haley, the head coach of the Memphis Showboats, is going to join us. That's right. That's a that's a showboat. I thought it might be a bus. I think I think that's a that is a Brad Google showboat too, horn. Yeah, it's too major to be a bus. Yeah, it's a tugboat, bro. It's like a barge. Rest in peace, Reggie White. Big the Daddy. Greatest, the greatest showboat of all. Big Diesel. I hope they. I hope they. I'm sure they'll play that right for every touchdown. You know. Yeah. Hopefully that, there will be many. That Brady White throws, or someone else. Maybe so. Stay tuned. Maybe we'll get a little bit of intel on that. Todd Haley's going to join us at 11:25. Oh yeah. He ever coached with y'all? No. We had him. He's a bear there for a minute. Though. Yeah. He was Chiefs head coach for two years. Oh. Um. I mean, he was with the Steelers for a long time. I can't remember what positions he coached with us, but yeah, he he was in the NFL a long time. Yeah, so may even ask him about Lamar Jackson. I wonder if he'll be more receptive uh, to us than Singletary was. Oh yeah, Singletary. Yeah, what a he joke. He didn't want to talk about Memphis. Yeah, I mean, I you damn know, near. Died. And again, that was my fault because I attempted really to don't want to talk football with ing- y'all. Ingratiate, you know, by asking him. You know, hey, well, you know, did you get a bite to eat? Where you were Brian, in town? Brian, starting quarterback. He said something along there the lines of, "I will never dine in Memphis, Tennessee. Eads at I best." I had dinner in Dallas. Don't say another word. Okay. Say less. Ask me no damn food questions. Patronize Arlington. Brian, our starting quarterback. Yeah. Don't give a hot damn about who you wanted. Your quarterback. It's my quarterback. I don't even remember anything about it. Mettenberger and Manziel? Wasn't that some of it? Well, there was another one, though. Yeah, who was the other one? The guy he kept choosing John, uh, over Johnny. Was that not Mettenberger? No, it wasn't. Uh, it was not something we want to remember. No, it was. It was Singletary was the, the best part. Just how funny that. What a j- joke! Yeah, like I uh, I expect. That whole time is what, Brad? What was joke! it? Yeah, it was. We, we tried. We did. We held out our arms. Well,. Like again, if I was like if I was the AAF, because that was the name of the league, I would say, okay, if you have Johnny Menzel, you have to start him, because there's no reason not to. People will actually watch that and come out to see that and pay to watch it. Like, but no, it was like some some scrub. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what uh, what what's in store for the showboats here as the USFL enters its second season. Tyler Hill is going to join us. At eleven twenty-five, then at one twenty-five, we're going to be joined by Jeff Calkins. Uh, Precious the Jewel. We'll join us to talk about the Tigers as they get ready to play in the conference tournament. The per- Grizzlies. Precious Jewel, a former conference player of the year. Yes, we just had basketball honors come out today as well. Yes, and and one of the things that you haven't heard a lot of, which, which is what we'll ask Jeff to do, is just give Job ja Morant some advice. You know, nobody's been willing to do that. It's it's weird. Like everybody's kind of been biting their tongue on the advice tip. Like they, you know, I think that's the dumbest thing. By the way, like the la- like average average media people. Let me tell John Morant what he should. Man, shut your ass up, because you can't relate. Well, how many average people, average media people are doing that? Well, fair it's enough. It's more of the but like the pundits the and stuff, players like, and stuff that were actually listening. Well, and, and, and honestly, even like fans. I know you're going to do what you do, but you you, you know. You you don't you don't relate. I mean, you can wish well and pray, and I I encourage that. But the whole advice tip, like I'm not gonna, you know, stop, stop. It's just weird. I don't like it. I don't like the whole. 
All right, this is John Moran Advice Week. Come on, man. <laughs> like it, John's, John, it's, it's bigger than that. So I'm, I might be on an island. I might be a little well, grumpy I gave, here. I, well, it sounds like you, I gave him advice on Saturday. I think we all did. I'm normal as it gets. I tweeted right at him. Problem was he turned it off. He's, you tweeted right at him? I tagged him. I didn't see that tweet. I just I said what we all said, which was it's t- you got to grow up. Like this ain't funny or cool at all. Damn, that, you like, added I was, feeling, I was feeling the same way most of us were on Saturday morning when you first see it. Mm-hmm. But uh, – very, and probably smartly, he turned his social media off. Damn, that man! You, he read your I, tweet, no, I, and deactivated. Here's Mister Average right here was trying to give him some advice in the moment, but we all were. I think I think it was really in the moment of what that what what it, what are we talking about? Wasn't it well, Sam yeah. Hill? That was really what it was. I mean, it's like again, yes. So look, we're gonna ask Jeff for advice. What advice would he give John Morant? Uh, we'll do all that at one twenty-five. So that is the show today. What advice would you give the Grizzlies right now? Because they need some help. They need to they need, they need, ask Jason. Ask Jason Collum, man. We need, we need to start that up, you know, because it is brutal right now. Uh, they went down again, again to the Lakers, man, with no LeBron. Now, look, we talked about this yesterday. This is a desperate Lakers team in terms of trying to solidify their standing. Moving up now. In the play-in slash playoffs. So that was the uh, – that was indeed going to be the danger with this game. Um, and we talked about it also before the game. We said, now is the time. Now is the place for Dylan Brooks to show. Forget forget the Grizzlies for a second. Forget his standing with the Grizzlies. This is about Dylan Brooks's career. This is about what the rest of his, his professional life is going to look like. So now is the time to prove that you're deserving of a, of a long-term deal, that you're deserving to go to a team that's not – uh, a bottom feeder in the NBA, and this is as good of a chance as you're going to get uh, right now without John Morant and all the other injuries. And Dylan Brooks responded by shooting 29% and finishing with 13 points on the evening as the Grizzlies fall to the Lakers, 112-103. And now officially have fallen from the two spot. Well, I, I don't think you can lay lay it solely at the feet of Dylan Brooks, especially on a night where you know Desmond Bain is giving you going three or fourteen, giving you seven. Like it, it, it obviously has to be all hands on deck. Now, is it a good entry point for us because we were just talking about him yesterday in terms of his state of mind, what he's thinking about Grizzlies in terms of his relationship with him next season, or uh, you know, frankly, in 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 getting that tech against Denver, do you not care at all anymore? And we said last night was an opportunity to say, okay, well, now you're needed, and you're needed in a much more, you know, increased fashion offensively. And he gets that opportunity, and again, you know, after what looked like might be a a solid start, finishes 3 of 10 from 3 in addition to the 5 of 17 overall. So he doesn't step through. But you can't lay that loss at, you know, again, Jabba Rant's part of this with his decision-making. The fact that Steven Adams is not back. No Brandon Clark. Thought Jaron Jackson Jr., second quarter, you know, unstoppable third quarter, he's barely getting the ball. So, again, you're seeing a lot of the things, too. And, and we've said it, too, especially without Steven Adams out. And you, and, and you heard Van Gundy last night, if you were, if you were watching, uh, watching it on, what, TNT. Yeah. You heard him say when the Lakers had the ball, I don't understand why they're not pounding it to Anthony Davis. They can't stop him. Give him the ball. He wants it. I don't understand why we're not like thinking the exact same thing when it comes to Jaron Jackson in terms of getting him the ball. And, I, and, and, and listen, I realize sometimes foul problems are an issue with that, but you should be feeding him because 
at a time where you're struggling, he seems to be perhaps turning a corner, especially offensively. Uh, all of that was frustrating to see him go from dominating to then not involved. And, again, it's we, we can go back through it. It's just the same song, fourth quarter letdowns, yeah. which have continued to be an issue for this team all season long, getting outscored by, what, nine net rating per 100 possessions? Yep. It's, uh, it's glaring. And so as shorthanded as you are, John, you said advice. Best advice, there really is not. Come on home. Hope that you know being back home against Golden State, yes, yeah. even still shorthanded, yeah. uh, helps those role guys step up in spots, and you you can sort of end this funk. But you are back in one, and Taylor called it one of the their third rough patch. This feels a little bit rougher than it's the, the previous. It's the ones. roughest because it's now beyond basketball. Well, and you have no idea on John Moran and when he might be back. That's exactly right. Like this is different, and I think we have to be honest about that and transparent about that. This is not just a natural ebb and flow of an NBA season. This is something that has happened. Uh, extracurricular, um, an outside event that is bleeding over into the court. Self-inflicting. And impacting them in a negative way. Mm-hmm. They're wearing it. They are. I mean, and it's 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 understandable. Right, so that, that's why I have a hard time saying, hey, Dylan Brooks last night, terrible. Well, he was you know, terrible. He though. was, and yeah. it's a good entry point because we were talking about yeah. it yesterday, but still, John Morant's a part of the yeah, loss no, I mean, last I, night. There's no question. Not being there, out there, there, all there, And that. I, think that is, I think that's 100%. super fair. I think that is super fair. The, the that, organization, that, I mean, that, frankly. The, the, the organization is paying for the decisions right now of John Morant. There's no doubt about that. The team is paying for it. They're now out of the two spot. And, and, and look, yeah, maybe the, the, the schedule eases up. But there's nothing about this season the rest of the way that's going to be easy. There just isn't. Um, and for me, just following it all the whole time, comparing the first half, the first third of this season to when they were they were you know rolling right. They were like 28 and 14 or whatever the record was, and comparing it to now, it just feels like the whole season has been like if it was a balloon, somebody took a pin to it. Somebody took a if, – if the Well, again, it essentially happened over a weekend because you were yeah. feeling good after beating Houston on the first game of this road trip saying, hey, two and one looks good the rest That's of right. the way. That's right. Like where everything was at that point. Yeah. It, it's happened yeah. so quickly. It has. It has. So if this was a Chinese spy balloon, it was just a sidewinder, took it right to it, you know, and it, and it does. It feels like it's been deflated. And I, I don't know what my expectations are for the rest of the season, to be quite honest with you, man. Uh, I don't know when or if John Morant is coming back. Taylor Taylor Jenkins was really uh, cryptic about that <clears throat> yesterday when he was asked, saying that it would be disrespectful to put a timeline on it, mm-hmm. which I think we, we're all intelligent human beings, or intelligent enough. <laughs> that ain't next week, bruh. That ain't next week. So I think that's going to be uh, an, an extended period of time, just reading the tea leaves here. So you don't know when John Moran is coming back. Um, you know, guys' responses to teammates. Uh, you know, I saw Dylan getting criticism. Like, it's just – it really is um, – it's a, it's a hard moment to bounce back out of. And can they do it? Sure. My expectations are going to remain very minimal, though. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to – almost certainly be a top-four seed just because of the lead they had, the way this works. But in terms of what it looks like in the postseason, I think it's really hard psychologically, man. I do. I mean, this isn't a deal where John Moran's got a high ankle sprain and you know exactly what he's got to do, and you know exactly when he's coming back, and, and you just have to hold down the fort. Like, this is, this is so much bigger than that. I mean, we're talking about a guy's well-being um, and criminal investigations and things of that nature. So this is this is uncharted 
territory for the Grizzlies. As good as they have been in spots like this, I don't think it's fair to expect any team to come out of this shining. And I don't think the Grizzlies are. I mean, I think they'd be naive to assume they're going to come out of this and just, oh, oh, like everything's just business as usual. They'll hold on to the two spot. I would be amazed if they're able to do that, even as, as quote-unquote, easy as their schedule may be. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with a mountain of problems with the, right now. With the biggest question mark still, to me, the NBA and how it weighs Exactly in right. I mean, there's yeah. so many layers to this. It's hard to focus. It's hard to focus because you got 15 different – got the Stephen well, Adams my, injury. My you got, thing, right, right. But my whole thing is it starts with John in the sense that, too, when you're in a, a patch like this, having him back right, can certainly help fix some things very quickly. And so if the NBA comes in, you know, after, you know, Colorado police, everything else have, have, have investigated and everything else, and they hit you with a significant suspension – because, again, second time they've investigated you for a gun incident, it changes everything. So that's why I don't understand. Well, I, I just don't see any real purpose in looking at the rest of the schedule, 18 games. And sure, you can say the Grizzlies have the, what, third easiest the rest of the way. But if you were as shorthanded as, as they've been, again, just Brandon Clark, John Moran alone makes it tough enough, especially with a Dylan Brooks who's been inconsistent as he has. Even a factor in Steven Adams. Hopefully he's back for Golden State. That's tough to do because, again, you've been as, as bad as you are on the road, one of the worst in the West. Well, eight of these 18 are still on the road. So, so looking at the other exactly team right. and trying to judge, you know, I know you got a couple left against Houston, Orlando. There's some easy ones in there, but you don't know what you're going to have. Orlando's not easy. Orlando beats, you know, good teams all the time. Now that's OKC, really. I'm not. Well, you you should handle Orlando. You should, but I, I don't I don't assume but, anything. But on, on, when you don't have Ja Moran up top, and, again, nothing really – Who's the most consistent player right now that you can point to? Said you know what you're getting on there. Is it's funny? Is it Jaron right now? It is. I think it might be. It is. You know, uh, Baines had two, a couple of thirties this month. Uh, so last night was really an outlier in terms of how just how bad he was in terms of this month because it's been pretty solid for you. But right now it's Jaron. That's the thing is you just you can't point to anything and know it's going to be there for you. What you can point to, like we said, if you're trying to spin this positive, is the fact that they're back home. You know, and, and again, we have seen it all season long. The Grizzlies role players, they're better at home. Hopefully you can get some juice. You know, you got a couple back here, Golden State and Dallas, before you head back out for another three game road trip that's gonna include Dallas and Miami. Right. Not like easy. without knowing what's gonna happen with Ja from the NBA standpoint, I get what Taylor's saying in terms of the, the well being and everything, because they've again they've used the therapeutic language and their thing right now. But but the whole other cloud is what the NBA will say. And an NBA that I imagine is going to want to come off as not looking soft in terms of right, right backing up its you know its policies, everything else, how tough it says it is on you know the guns in the league. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, there, there's so much of an unknown. It's it's predicting anything at this point is so you know, tough. The, to the do. only thing that I predict is that there won't be a resolution for a o- while. Other than it's going to be yeah, yeah. Other than this is going to be a tough stretch yeah. until you've got him back. And I, again, I don't. I, that does not feel so you're, imminent. You're at just all. trying to hold on as much as you can. Um, and I think that probably uh, is contributing right now to um, you know to to the way the Grizzlies are playing. So anyway, there were also were uh, some interesting comments on John Morant yesterday. Uh, some from Shaq, some from Penny. Let's go with Penny first because his were a little bit more brief. This is the first time that Penny Hardaway has spoken about John Moran. And, and it, look, it's always interesting to get Penny Hardaway's opinion and perspective because this is the life he lived. Well, I, I thought he's the perfect guy. Yeah. You know, 
to tell Ja. Yeah. Hey, man, got to do it this and way. We were talking about way. this even when the, said when the first while. incident you know, surfaced that, that Penny would a be a good time. perspective. Um, so this was yesterday at Memphis's press conference before they get ready to go off for the AAC tournament. Here's Penny Hardaway on Ja Morant. We're all praying for Ja. I'm here for Ja. I'm really close to the family. Not as close to Ja, but we're just praying for him, man. You know, he's human. He's young, and we just got to continue to pray for him and support him. I think people understand how hard it is for young guys in the NBA with social media and so much stuff going on. It's tough, and uh, you need a great support system, and he's going to have a great support system now because everybody's rallying around him. But it is tough. You know, you're 21, 22, 23 years old making you know millions of dollars, and you know social media is so crazy now. It's it's difficult. We're all yeah. So that was uh, that was Penny on Ja Morant. So he's really close with the family, not as close with Ja. Well, I, I hope that uh, he can use this opportunity to, to maybe get closer because, you know, again, that's a perspective that very Penny? few people, yeah. Ja needs to use the opportunity. Yeah. I, to me, this is the way I read that. Because he said, I'm here for Ja. Mm-hmm. And he also said, I'm close to family, but I'm not as close to him. Mm-hmm. To, to me, to, and, and, and maybe this is just reading too much into it, but that that door's been open for a long time. Penny's willingness to reach out to Ja, everything else, that it's up to Ja now. And it's sort of like we were talking about with Fitzy on Monday. You're talking about a 23-year-old. Everybody's giving him, giving him advice, some of it very good advice, like Jalen Rose, Penny Hardaway. Ja's got to be willing to listen. So what I heard from Penny was, I'm here, right? I, I, I'm, I'm available, not as close to you as I am to your family. You you know, willing to, to help in any way I can, but that was a, you know, Ja's got to, you know, I, I'm waiting on Ja, sound like to me. Uh, again, I don't think it. Penny doesn't owe Ja anything in the instance of oh he should reach out or do something. Penny said he's here, and and again you've got a resource like him in town. If you're Ja Morant, uh, that that to me said you know if, hey you want to you want to talk come see me. It sounded to me like a guy who's tried, yeah, you know, or yeah. at least had that door open for a very long time. And then uh, Shaq same day uh, had something to say about Ja Morant. This is the perspective of Shaquille O'Neal on Ja Morant. It's buffering. I don't know what's wrong with the clip. It's all good. It's one of those clips that when it does start. From TNT yesterday. It will be so worth the wait. It is. Nah, it, you shouldn't oversell now, John. What's his uh, Shaq Fuchs? There it is. Thank you, Shaq. That was beautiful. The decision. Uh, <laughs> it's not in the computer, so it's it's playing off <laughs> a, a YouTube clip or a Twitter thing. No, it's so it's, all good. I didn't get it tightened to no, hard, hard play it in. I'll, 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 do you want to try to do it in Shaq's voice? I mean, it was it was good earlier. Uh, basically, what he says is that John Morant is not a rapper. He is a basketball player. Yeah, which is a version of of other you know similar yeah, advice we heard from Here others. We go. You know, we have to stop. Look at the camera. And says we have to stop putting ourselves in positions to where they could take away what we've worked so hard to get to. You should always believe in a higher power. I've always had the ability to stop time and say, if I do this, what's going to be the outcome? It's no excuse for what he did. But remember, he pressed the button on his phone. He went live. Mm. We don't go live. Nobody knows he has a weapon. We're not talking about this. But he did that. Mm. And, you know, why are you in the strip club with no shirt? Why are you walking around with a weapon? And why did you hit the live button? So we have to stop putting ourselves in positions to where they can take away the things that we work hard to get for. Mm. I've seen your videos where your dad had the little cord and he trained you and your brothers. And I've also seen the video where your, your mom and dad, they got the nice mansion right next door to you. That's what we're trying to get to. And once we get there, 
We know the letter of the law. We know not what not to do, what not to say, and we know common sense. Think of the higher power. Like, I feel for him now, but I also feel for his mother and father. Like, what are they going through? So, you, so, so guys, before you make a dumb decision, not a mistake, a dumb decision, a dumb choice, think of the higher power, your mother, your father, your children. I'm not going to jump on a kid. He know what we did was wrong, but remember, he put himself in a position. He didn't have to go live. Yeah. You got to pick your phone up, swipe to find Instagram, get on Instagram, swipe again, hit the live button, wait for it to connect. Are you sure you want to go live? You yeah. got to have enough common sense to know that wasn't going to go the way you wanted it to go. Yeah. You're not a rapper. You're an NBA player. Okay, I don't know where you're from. I don't know who's hanging out with you. That don't matter. When it's you making the decision, you got to be smart. And we got to stop putting ourselves in a position to where they can take it back. Mm. Now, forget all the investigation. I don't like to hear, what's Nike going to do? Mm. What's the other company going to do? We already seen the other situation where one of our guys lost $30 million. Like, You don't want to see a young kid like him lose that money. So, again, we have to stop putting ourselves in position. So when I say names like, oh, you idiot and all that, I'm not talking about you individually. I'm talking about the decisions that we make. Remember, this is a decision. This isn't an incident where I had it and I'm dancing and it, it goes off. This is an incident where I pull it out, I hit the button, and I wiggle it for everybody to see. Mm. So he did it to himself. I'm not going to jump on. He, he has to deal with, with what's coming, and I know he has a lot of support around him. And his friends can't be yes friends. I love my crew. We fight and argue all the time, but you know what? They keep me, they keep me in line. Yeah, I don't think you would surround yourself with many people. That but it, it ain't about that. My yeah. friends keep me in line. My friends like, hey. That's what I mean. Yeah. You ain't about that life. No. You ain't about that life. Yes, that was interesting stuff there from Shaq. Um, and, I, and I think it, 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 it's, again, yet another example of how the NBA community is indeed wrapping its arms around Ja. You know, they want Ja to come out of this which I think is something that you notice. Oh, he was talking about the money that could be lost. You're, you're talking about John may have already cost himself for around $40 million in terms of the max extension and maxing that out at the 230 that you get for making an all-NBA team. You miss the rest of the season. Uh, maybe already, maybe the damage is already done in terms of being picked on one of those three teams. You're, you know, yeah, 191 is, is, is a ton of money. And, and for us, yeah, but – if you're giving back $40 million just because of a, a decision to go live, or a, a lot in part uh, because of a decision to go live and show a gun, I mean, they're, they're, there's, that's what Shaq's talking about. You worked so hard for this. You were literally in the backyard training to have a shot at, at, at a dream like this. You get it, and now you're giving it back off you know, self-inflicted, stupid decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you're seeing the NBA, you know, Vets and and legends and faces of the league, you know, say that, and and all you can do is hope that it it sinks yeah, in. I and, think I think most people see something special in Ja. There are a lot of guys you rooted against, maybe, or or maybe didn't seem like they necessarily were grateful or whatever else. Like I, you know, yes, Ja is making mistakes as a as a young man, clearly. But I think what what seems what seems apparent to me is that the league is rooted. Yeah, I, I know fans, and if you go out on social media, you can find oh, he's, he's just getting torn up. But in terms of the the stars of the league, the people that you you most respect, the guys who did it at the highest level, seem to me like they're all really really pulling for, you know, to come through this. Not, uh, all of them didn't have to come forward with this. Of course, you're gonna ask Shaq; he's on TNT. But you've seen a lot of guys come forward. Plaxico Burris, just like don't do, you know, well, all walks. 
uh, I think people want to see Ja learn from this and, and be great. Because, you know, there's some guys you hope that for, and some maybe you don't so much. But I think Ja's one of them. By the way, I just saw your tweet. I didn't notice this. I guess this, you tweeted this on, uh, you know, Saturday. And I wasn't at the at the computer. You weren't really giving advice so much as you were just like, you were like keeping it real. Like you said, grow up. <laughs> I got to give, give it to you, man. You went right ahead of him. You said, grow up, John ja Moran, at least to the point where you realize this isn't cool or funny at all. I think that's real talk. You know, less advice it is just real talk, you know, which is, I think, what he probably needs to hear. Well, what he's got to remember is that it, it wasn't just us in the media, in the NBA, opening up their phones on mm-hmm. Saturday. What, what was that? Sunday, Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, and seeing that. Yeah, it was Friday going into Saturday night mm-hmm. uh, after that Denver game. Mm-hmm. It was eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds on their Instagrams that follow you as well that can, that can see that, too. And so it's it, it's so much more than just the talking heads or even your, your peers or the old head NBA guys. It's uh it's it's you represent so much more than that, and you got to think of uh it, it's a lot more than just those eyes that are on you. You know you you've also got the eyes of of uh, of our kids uh, as well as your own child, like we re- talked about earlier in the week. It's a fact. Yeah. It's, it, I, mean, I just think that, it helps mm-hmm. when you look at it and, and put it in that perspective. I think that helps shake you out of the maybe. Hopefully he's 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 understanding that and seeing that. Yeah, I think so. But uh, again, no no guidance on when or if he's going to return this season, and the Grizzlies are certainly uh, spiraling on the court without him. We'll come back. Todd Haley's going to join us. We'll talk to him about the return of the Memphis Showboats. Get his thoughts on you know just the, the transition, you know, bringing a team to Memphis, being a part of it, all that and more. Jason and John, how do you turn to him? ESPN. 11.34, it's Brad Carson producing the show here with Jason and John. For the Betley Sportsbook, B-E-T-L-Y, the Betley Sportsbook is legal in Arkansas. It was the first in the state of Arkansas. And now, Betley has brought their app to the state of Tennessee. And if you download the Betley Sportsbook app right now, you get $250 risk-free just for doing that on your first wager. All right. Uh, the reason why I like using Betley is it has all the great tech that all of the other books have had on their apps. It's fast, easy, simple, but it's local. First in Arkansas, now that technology in Tennessee, so you can do business in Jonesboro, Marion, West Memphis, over in Little Rock, and then come on over the bridge here to Tennessee and anywhere in the state of Tennessee, use the Betley Sportsbook. Download it now, $250 risk-free. I like the promotions tab. Uh, today, they've got a tournament bonanza, money line parlay. So all of these bets in the promotions tab at the Betley Sportsbook, you go in. If you bet using the uh, the promotions ones, they're all boosted. So South Carolina, LSU boosted. Ohio State, Nebraska, and the Big Ten boosted. Uh, they've even got college baseball bets in there, Pac-12, Bubble Watch. They've got tournament bonanza bets on uh, the East Coast games. Even here in the Big 12, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, St. John's, if there's upsets or parlays, you can make more money using the promotions tab in the Betley app. Use the Betley app now. Download it. $250 risk-free for that first wager. Must be 21 or older to use the Betley Sportsbook located in Arkansas or right here in Tennessee. Download it to bet. But when you do it, play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700, the Betley Sportsbook. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sportsbook. The Memphis Showboats are back. Season tickets are available. And our next guest is the head coach of the Memphis Showboats. His name is Todd Haley, and he joins us now. Todd, appreciate the time. Welcome to Memphis. No, I'm really excited about it. Thanks for having me. Um, got a little taste of Memphis uh, a few months ago for the opening uh, ceremony, press conference, unveiling, whatever you call it. Uh, uh, great energy. Uh, it was very clear pretty quickly that uh, people, the people of Memphis are really excited about you know having a professional football team back. So what made uh, the showboats – Right, because I'm sure you're a man that has, has a lot of opportunities to coach football somewhere. What made the showboats the right one for you? Well, you know, I, I, I did it last year, you know, part of the Tampa Bay Bandits. Um, and what attracted me in the first place, first and foremost, uh, you know, I had a long relationship with Moose Johnson uh, through the years, great respect for him. Uh, and, and, you know, when he called me and talked about the USFL, uh, I remember – the original USFL, you know, my father's with the Steelers. I'm in Pittsburgh. There's the Maulers. You know, we all know the generals. I ended up coaching with Mo Carthon who played for the New Jersey generals for a couple of years with Herschel Walker. Uh, but you know what, when Moose said, Hey, you know, we're, we're taking a team to Memphis, uh, the showboats, would you be interested? I'm like the, my mind immediately went to the great Reggie white. Um, you know, some great, great players got their start in the USFL. And when you talk about the Memphis Showboats, I mean, you think of Reggie White. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love Memphis. I think it's a phenomenal town, great people. Uh, reminds me a lot of my growing up in Pittsburgh, you know, just kind of a tough-minded group, but with great, you know, just character, the music, the food. Uh, I mean, it's it's awesome. So really, really excited to be playing in the Liberty Bowl, uh, have our own fans come out and get behind us. I believe we're going to put a really good product on the field. So, uh, you know, what, what couldn't you be excited about being part of this? 
Yeah, you mentioned you're you know Tampa Bay last year, but but everything's in Birmingham, and so you you don't have those that necessarily that home crowd and those. How, how how tough and how different coach was that? It's still football, certainly between the sidelines, but not having that. This, I mean, you mentioned it. That's got to be one of the things you're looking forward to most. Yeah, when you played the Stallions and there's thirty, forty thousand people in the stands, yeah, uh, you know you got that feel. But I've said this to many people because a lot of people have asked me this question. Uh, you know, once the, the the opening kickoff goes off, it felt, you know, I coached in the NFL a long time, but it felt like professional football. I mean, it's well run. The officiating, Mike Pereira, like I said, Moose Johnson, you know, going through the pr- production meetings, you know, whether it was uh, Fox or NBC. Um, you know, once, once that ball was kicked off, you as a coach, you kind of block everything out. Uh, but, you know, you cannot say enough about, having a crowd behind you. I mean, I've played home games. I've played away games. It's a totally different thing. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily determine a win or loss, but when you feel that energy from the fans that have come out to see your team play, it's a beautiful thing. You know, over the years we have seen iterations of spring football come and go, and I think it's important, right, to just get to that second season, which is exactly what's happening here for the USFL. What do you think sort of gives it, you know, the potential for staying power? Is it sort of like those things you mentioned, potentially, you know, uh, collaboration with the NFL, development? Like what do you think gives the USFL, you know, a chance to have that staying power? Well, number one, I think that's been missing, you know, since NFL Europe, uh, you know, disappeared. Uh, because, you know, I was coaching and, and would go down, come down to Tampa and, and, and watch, you know, those teams' training camps. And there's not enough spots on NFL rosters for how many guys love this game and have the ability to play it. I mean, there's a lot of guys that, are, that love football and are really good at it that, you know, for, for whatever reason aren't able to get one of those, you know, spots because there's so few. Uh, so I think the developmental aspect is awesome. Um, you know, and these players are hungry. They, you know, they want to continue their dream of playing the game they love, you know, but on the other end of it, uh, I just think, you know, Fox, USFL, Moose Johnson, again, I cannot say enough about what he puts into this, um, uh, you know, a great player in his own right, but, you know, he is very, very passionate. And I think they've, they set up a system and last year, everybody in Birmingham, yeah, we didn't have a, you know, we didn't have a home fan base, but I think it was smart. Um, I think it's really well produced. Uh, I was talking this morning that, you know, we I'd coach a game and then I'd go home to the hotel and be watching a game on TV, and it felt like I was watching an NFL game. I mean, the production value is high, uh, really good, really well done. They know what they're doing. Like I said, Mike Pereira you know, knows the rules better than anybody in the world. So, you know, I think the combination of them being really intelligent with how they set things up, and now they're expanding a little bit, which is great. You know, selfishly great for me and my staff and my team because we get to come to Memphis and, and, and play in front of fans that hopefully, you know, really embrace, you know, the product that we're putting out there and the game that they love because, you know, everybody loves NFL football. I think the other aspect is uh, I think the timing and the setup of the schedule is, is tremendous because, you know, we're training these guys, we're developing them, we're playing games. And, you know, we finish end of June, early July. Training camps don't start till the end of July. So I think it, it, it offers a perfect opportunity for 
all these NFL scouts, coaches that are watching these games and tape, uh, and if they see a guy that they think can help their team or have a chance to make their team, and we get a, you know we get guys that get that opportunity, I mean, we embrace that 100%. You know, and we know one of the things that can draw fans in certainly is a high-powered, high-octane offense. So, so, Coach, tell us about your quarterback situation, which we know includes a local we know very well in, in Brady White. Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously is going to change. You know, we had Jordan Tamu last year. Uh, he chose to uh, take another direction, and that's okay. But Brady is awesome. Um, you know, he, he's one of the most uh, fun, not fun, but uh, pleasurable guys to be around from a preparation, watching tape, going through the game plan, what we're trying to get done. Um, but it's going to be a competition. I mean, I think we got four guys right now, and, and Brady's one of them, and, and I, really, I really like Brady. So we're going to just have to see how that part of it plays out. But uh, I truly believe I got the coaches – on my staff, guys that have been in the NFL, that have worked with me, Carnell Lake, my defensive coordinator, my dad drafted with the Steelers back in the 80s. Uh, we worked together for six years with the Steelers. So um, love Carnell. I think he's going to really uh, put, a, put a really nice spin on the defense. Uh, very fundamental guy. I mean, coached by guys like Chuck Knoll and uh, Bill Cower, So, uh, and then been around a lot of really good coaches. So Bob Saunders and I were together in Cleveland. He and I worked lockstep. So uh, I'm just excited about the, uh, the fun for coaches is the pro- process of getting a team ready to go out and play a game. And in, in the USFL, it's a much shorter time than you're used to in the NFL, but it makes it really challenging, but we're competitive guys. We want to get it done. We're talking to Todd Haley. He's the head coach of the Memphis Showboats. Tickets are on sale right now for next season uh, inside Simmons Bank Memorial Stadium. How do you compare, you know, as someone who's, who's done it in the NFL, you mentioned your time with the Bandits last season. Like, how would you compare, you know, the way that you put together a roster here versus there you know how much more hands-on is it here do you prefer it the way it's done just just how do you compare and contrast the way that a roster is put together you know at a place like the Memphis Showboats versus the NFL well I mean it's it's similar in a lot of ways but it's totally different in others I mean we have you know we have six coaches uh, you know a couple quality control guys and then I have a GM and Dave Rosano I worked with with the Arizona Cardinals when we went to the Super Bowl and he's been tremendous. Um, you know, the biggest thing is last year we went and had a draft this time of year in, in Birmingham, and, and we had no players. So you were truly trying to build a house from the ground up. Now we have a core group. Uh, we know these guys, you know, and the guys that we prioritize that we wanted to have back on our team, and, and they're, they're all in. I mean, they're, most of them have just jumped in 100%. I, hey, I want to do it again. I want to be part of this. So to have that core is huge because now these guys have been trained. They understand the expectations. They understand how we as coaches uh, go about our business and what we expect. So now when you bring in new players, those are who the guys will be leaning on a bunch. And last year it had to be, like I said, I mean, we had a totally a room filled with guys that none of us had ever been together. Well, now we have guys that have been coached. 
they get it, they understand it, and then they'll help coach some of the new guys that are coming in trying to keep their dream going. Is there, a, right there where you ended, keeping their dream going, is there a difference in coaching them in terms of the kind, you know, for you, you know, if a guy doesn't make it, you know, that might be the end of his dream. And I realize as competitive as the NFL is, though there are still guys, though, that have made it, they've got their million-dollar contracts. You've got a lot of guys who are just trying to keep the dream alive. Is there a difference in the way you coach them, Todd? There's a difference in the way they want to be coached, Mm -hmm. I would say. That's the biggest thing. I've been in a ton of meeting rooms or on practice fields talking to groups of men in the NFL. These guys, these, these were my most favorite meetings I've ever been a part. When you talk as a coach, whether it's me or one of the assistant coaches, uh, these guys are wide-eyed. They got their pen and papers out. They're taking notes. Uh, they're truly hungry uh, because they understand, you know, what's at stake. And if they're able to go out there and 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 put a great tape, you know, a great resume on tape that somebody's going to be impressed with, and they get that opportunity to get their foot either in the NFL or back in the NFL. I mean, that that's the beauty of it. Yeah. But um, I think it's the way. You know, it's it's not so much about how we go about our business. It's about the way that they're so receptive. And I said it all year last year. These are the most favorite meetings and talks I've had with teams ever in in the history of my career, you know, which was fairly long. But um, that makes it fun. I mean, when you're a coach and you see a guy looking at you and taking notes and saying, okay, I got it, coach. And then he goes out and puts it on the field. Yep. Uh, I mean, it, it's a thing of beauty. Hey, last thing, Ty, I want to ask you. It's an NFL question. I'm just curious to get your perspective on it. Lamar Jackson got the non-exclusive franchise tag, and you know we've seen a lot of teams say they're not interested uh, in pursuing Lamar Jackson. If you're a head coach there in the NFL, are you are you blowing up you know your, your front office and, and and management saying, hey, let's get this done? What do you just make of Lamar potentially hitting the open market there? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting situation because he's a He's a phenom player, um, and he gives you a chance to win uh, every time he's out on the field. When he's when he was hurt the last couple of years, the second half of the year, yeah, you you saw such a difference in the Ravens' ability to win games. Um, you know he's a he's a difference maker guy, and when you have a guy like that, um, you know I'm just really interested to see how it goes. Um, I, I gotta believe, you know, but he's a unique player, and you better have the right coaching staff. You know, I'll reference the Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Sirianni, who I'm very close with, he did a great job of bringing in coaches that understood how to utilize some of the talents of Jalen Hurts. Um, Lamar Jackson's no different. I mean, this guy's ability, he can throw it, he can run it. Um, you know, RPOs, uh, read options, all those different things. I mean, he's a dangerous, dangerous weapon. But you know, all NFL coaches don't always understand that. I mean, I went a long time with just a lot of uh, great quarterbacks, but they were drop-back pocket passers. Kurt Warner, Vinny Testaverde, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, it's, a different, it's a different world now. And, but I think guys are, you know, coaches are starting to learn that, hey, I better get up, get up to speed because this is the way they're playing college football. And we got a, a lot of really unique athletes coming out at that position. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Ty, welcome to Memphis. We're yes, excited sir. about having the showboats, and uh, we'll see you out there real soon. Good luck soon. this season, Coach. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Excited. Yes, sir. He is Todd Haley.
head coach of the Memphis Showboats. Uh, tickets are available now, and, and obviously, like very affordable if you are looking for something to do with the family. And and the weather should be nice. I think that is a huge advantage, right, for the Memphis Showboats. They're gonna be playing when well, the Tigers play football. Man, it's hot. You got you to get, uh, get that Aquafina just to pull over your head. You know, you're not going to have to worry about that with the showboats. Yeah, you know, I wonder about the quarterback situation now. And with, uh, with Jordan gone, mm-hmm. you know, he led, that, led the league in passing yards last season. You just wonder, you know, does that open it? Obviously, it opens it up more for Brady, but you know, he's got three more guys to beat. Right. No guarantees, it didn't sound like. Mm-mm. You know, and I understand that. And I always wonder, like, clearly um, – Singletary felt no pressure to play Johnny Manziel, despite it's what it's what the you know audience would have wanted to see. Yeah. So, you know, I don't. Todd, I, with his experience, will be. I'm like sure the he's one. the same. Like, yeah, you're not going to be able to boss mm-hmm. him around. And, and he knows how big Brady is around here. I've read some stories and compared him to Brad Pitt in Memphis. He's basically he's Brad Pitt. Yeah. Well, I, I, um, is he Brad Pitt? He, he won't be pressured into. He's talking about his celebrity status and around here. He compared it to yeah, that. To, might be to a little Brad, bit of a. I mean, y'all booed. To, to, that, to Brad, Brad Pitt didn't and, get booed, and, man. Well, and he also brought up how handsome he was, too. So I think it was an overall <laughs> right. comparison uh, to Brady. But it sounds like he's got his work cut out for him if he's going to be Todd, going to be Todd Starter. Yeah, I think that's definitely right. Um, so it should be fun. It should be fun to kick off uh, the inaugural season here of the Memphis Showboats back in Memphis. Appreciate Todd Haley for joining us on the show. This is the Jason and John Show back after this, 92 FM, ESPN. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.